Welcome to the Taiwanese Diaspora Podcast, where we use personal storytelling to connect people of Taiwanese heritage from all around the world. I am Cynthia, and I'm excited to use this podcast platform as a way to explore what it means to be Taiwanese X. 大家好，欢迎收听台湾人网络广播。我是阿秀，用这个平台来跟华侨华裔的台湾人聊他们的生活过程和未来的梦想。This is episode twenty-one. 这是第二十一集。This episode is bilingual. We'll have a segment in English followed by a segment in Chinese. 这集是用双语来聊。我们一段先用英文，然后再接着用中文。Eric, thank you so much for joining today. Really excited to have you and to hear more about your efforts with of Taiwan Outreach for Taiwan. Eric, you and I met at the actually you reached out to me on Instagram when I was getting the podcast started last year. So thank you, and then we met at the Boston's Taiwan Film Festival, and you were one of the key organizers for the event. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah,、um, so. Uh, it's pretty funny.、Um, the Boston Taiwan Film Festival. So I actually I played badminton with a couple of the core members, and one day they were like, "Hey, you know, I, I saw information about it." And one day they said, "Like, hey, you know, like,、um, could you join us to help with translation? Because you know, I'm bilingual." And I was like,、uh, "Just letting you guys know, translation is really hard, but you know, I'll I'll come help out wherever possible." And it went from a translation job to like you know really trying to because of my job as a product manager, I've been really trying to hone them in on like you know why are we doing this? What's the purpose and aim of this?、Um, and yeah, the Boston Taiwan Film Festival it kind of started by a group of Taiwanese people here. They're the, the first Taiwanese group of people in the states to do a film festival. There are other Taiwanese American film festivals, and there's a there's a slight difference, but there's a kind. Of different, so the films are selected here are definitely more catered towards Taiwanese people.、Uh, but I've been working with them to try to say like, hey, there are you know the closest thing that you have to Taiwanese people are Taiwanese Americans to kind of bridge that gap. And so I wanted to get them to think about that. You know,、um, now like you know this year as they're preparing for it, I'm still talking to them a little bit. You know, with like. The Netflix release of Tiger Tail, for example, you know these are films that we're starting to kind of explore,、um, but at the same time, getting them to kind of understand the kind of differences between Taiwanese Americans and Taiwanese. Eric, 欢迎你来。我今天很高兴可以跟你聊。那首先，我们先跟大家介绍一下我们是怎么样认识的。我刚开始这个 podcast 时候，你在 IG 上跟我联络，然后后来我们就在波士顿的台湾电影展览见面，然后你是帮他们主持这个节目。跟大家先介绍一下吧。Boston 台湾影展，这是这最当初的时候，是我有一群朋友，他们在 Boston， 我跟他打羽毛球，然后我就说，哎，可不可以帮忙我们做一下翻译？然后，呃，后来我就是加入了这个团队。然后最主要就是说 ，Boston 台湾影展就是要 focus 在把台湾的电影带到美国来。然后很常就会问说，哎，到底什么是台湾电影？然后我们就会有很多的讨论在这边。这应该是在全美第一个就是台湾影展，在美国是有其他的台美影展，就是。以一个 Taiwanese American 的方式，呃，呈现电影。可是这是第一次，就是台湾人在自己在办。然后我加入的时候，就是想要帮他们加入一点台美的这方面的 aspect 的方面，因为觉得说有时候台美的东西可以让呃美国人更多了解关于台湾的东西。像最近在 Netflix 有播放出《虎尾》之类的，像像可以 explore 探讨这种台美故事，而并不只是台湾人的故事。This is great. So, 
Can you start off with a quick introduction? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Eric. I am a computer science major by professionally. I am a product manager, but outside of work, I'm also the founder for Outreach for Taiwan or of Taiwan. 好，那请你先自我介绍。啊、uh, ，大家好，我名字是蔡宗林 ，Eric 蔡。呃、uh, ，我是个自工系，然后现在是一个产品经理。然后我同时在工作以外，也是 founder of 那个 Outreach for Taiwan 或者 of Taiwan。Can you tell us a little bit more about the organization? So of Taiwan, um, the creation of it is to help Taiwanese Americans learn more about Taiwan. I think a lot of times Taiwanese Americans, as they grew, you know, they're born and raised in America. Their connection to Taiwan is only through their parents or their grandparents. And they, all they know about Taiwan really is about bubble tea and night markets. You know, they're really afraid to kind of learn more about the history of it. I think a lot of times people think history is being political, so that leads them to kind of not want to touch it. So I want to help them learn it in a more Um, I don't like to say unbiased because I think everything there is a bias to everything. There's an opinion to everything.、Um, it's more from a, a multi-aspect way of learning about Taiwan. OFT 或是 of Taiwan 的主旨是什么东西？呃，对，所以呃 ，of Taiwan 的主旨最最主要是帮忙台美人多了解一下关于台湾。呃、uh, ，我觉得很长，很多台美人是在美国出生长大的，然后他们对台湾的了解可能就是呃夜市珍珠奶茶的，可是想要让他们多了解说台湾还有更多的历史，很多他们觉得说历史就是等于政治，然后就不想碰触这一点，所以想要让他们多了解一下，以一个比较没有政治立场的方式去多了解。What's your background? What are your ties to Taiwan and what are your ties to the U.S.? Yeah, so I was、um, I was born in the states. Actually, I was born in California. I moved back when I was about two years old,、um, and I was in Taiwan from the age of two to eighteen. I went to an American school, so my bilingualism, you know, third culture kid kind of thing like that, kind of grew up. But my family is also very traditionally Taiwanese, and so there's a lot of like, let's say like patriarchy. There's a lot of Chinese Taiwanese traditions that we follow, and so I, I was able to kind of step in both worlds. Then when I came to college in the states, you know, I found a couple of Taiwanese friends and Taiwanese American friends. You know, there was you know, one of my friends. You know, after Mandarin class, we like we'll get together. We'll be like, hey, you know, like we're both from Taiwan. You know, like we'll, we'll like gossip and like talk about like Taiwan stuff.、Um, and later on, you know, we we found it of Taiwan together after graduating. Can you give us some background on your background? Oh, so I actually. 我是在我在美国出生，在加州出生，可是我差不多两岁就就回台湾，然后从两岁到十八岁，我就是在台湾长大。我读的是台北美国学校，呃，所以是美国教育。可是我家里是非常非常传统的台湾家庭，所以就是有一点呃跨，就是又又台又美的这种。然后所以来到美国后读大学的时候，就是当然还是跟台湾有有蛮多的感触嘛，就。毕竟还是家里，所以来到这边了后，就是还是找一些台湾人。然后我最应该是最当初有个朋友，就是说上完中文课后就会讲说：“哎、欸，我们讲一下台湾，就说哦，台湾多好，台湾多好那样子。”然后就是因为这样子，就是就是 form 了一个一个友情，然后就后来就创造了呃、uh, ，of Taiwan。That's awesome. What advice do you have for people who want to be fluent in both Chinese and English? A lot of people I've talked to who've gone to international school speak English. Like an American,、um, yep. but they may or may not speak Chinese. And then, if your Chinese、yep. is so fluent, why are you taking Chinese class in college? 
Uh, well, I can answer the first part. Uh, taking Chinese class in college was, I mean, it was college. We we're trying to get easy A's. So, <laughs> so um, that, that's, that's that first answer. Um, but in terms of being bilingual, I think it really comes with uh, what you grow up with. Uh, so when, when I was back home, I would, you know, I'd go to school, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day. I'd be speaking English. And then I would go home and then I'd speak Mandarin with my dad, for example. And then, but then with my grandparents, I'd speak Taiwanese. Uh, but as you know, like, as Taiwanese culture is, you know, we didn't really talk that much. It wasn't like, ha, 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 all the time. So then the Chinese is also like, you know, the Mandarin speaking is also with like, you know, the media that I'm consuming, you know, as a kid growing up, I'd watch cartoons, you know, like anime. People were like, oh, dub versus sub, whatever. But for me, it was like, oh, just everything was in Mandarin. I was watching these Japanese animes all in Mandarin. And so that was kind of like the mentality that I had. But I could take my experience from like learning Taiwanese, for example. Taiwanese, I grew up speaking it, but I'm not as fluent as I wish I was. And so, for example, me and my girlfriend, we'd actually set one day out of the week and be like, we'd make an active thing to like, okay, one day out of the week, we're only going to speak Taiwanese with each other. And I think it's it's really the practice and like forcing yourself to, to use it that really gets to you. It's not the oh, I took a class on, you know, on whatever, Duolingo, Rosetta Stone, whatever it may right. be, and then, oh, I learned this language. It's really the use of practicing it. One of my friends, he's a half white, half Chinese, and he went to China for a summer, and then his Chinese was exponentially better. You know, his girlfriend was also Taiwanese, too. He had a bunch of, like, Taiwanese friends, and, it, like, that's how you really get it better because, like, you force yourself to use it. To any listeners that are speaking Mandarin, for example, like, to learn English, I think a lot of times Taiwanese people are in the States their English isn't poor. It's just that they're afraid to speak it. One time I had a discussion with a group of Taiwanese friends and they're like, oh, Indians or Indian American, like Indians do so much better at work. You know, is it because they help each other more? I was like, no, I think it's just because Indians are more, uh, are not afraid of speaking English. And, you know, like to say that there, there's some accented, like Indians who have accented English. And I'm like, I can't understand what, what they're saying, but they're very willing to say it. And I think that's the most important thing. As you're more willing to say it, you'll get better at it. You'll be able to convey your ideas a lot better. And so ultimately, it's just willing to speak the language, you know, take, take the plunge and just like really, really force yourself to learn it. 那有很多人都是想要双语讲得很流利那你有什么建议可以跟大家分享吗所以就是中英文就其实就是从小到大我其实就是上学的话都是讲英文的嘛所以就是慢慢的从小学到高中都是学英文的在上课的时候学英文可
，然后我我女朋友是通常话很多，可是可是一讲台语，她就开始就会比较慢。可是她我觉得最好处就是说，我们都会如果不会的字，我们就会开始问；然后不两个都不会的话，我们就开始拿出那个 online 那个字典，然后就开始在查说，哎，这要怎么写，然后要怎么讲，然后有时候查也很难查到，因为台语有些就是跟中文也是字也不是完全对称的，所以就是要去找。所以我觉得说这一点其实我觉得蛮重要的，然后就是说要活用，因为语言真的是是活的，你不用的话就学文法是没有用。我觉得很常常大家都讲说哦，台湾的英文不好啊，然后去或者去什么呃台大英文系，然后去考他们，然后英文都不好。可我觉得这主要是因为他们比较不常用、不活用，常用一点的话，就其实对语言是非常非常有帮助的。Yeah. 听说读写在中文上都是不同的技能。听 （listening）、说 （speaking）、读 （reading）、写 （writing）。These four skills—listening, speaking, reading, and writing—at least definitely in Chinese—are all distinct skill sets. Yeah. What do you use for your Taiwanese dictionary or Taiwanese reference? I th- I think I literally just searched online like Taiyu Zidian. I、uh, just like I just like Taiwanese dictionary. I It's not that good. I'm not gonna, like like it's hard to find the stuff, and I think right now they're trying to standardize more of the like Taiwanese dictionaries. I think now people are trying to learn Taiwanese a little bit more than just what it used to be.、It、used to be like schools would be like, oh, we're gonna have a lesson in Taiwanese, you know, and it's just like learning English. Like they just like. Learn it for like thirty minutes or an hour, and then like oh, one time a week, and then you know they forget about it. So it's not very useful.、Uh, but I think there's more materials now. Like the app that I'm using, it's not that easy to use. It'd be nice to have like a phoneticization of it. My girlfriend is actually listening more to bite-sized Taiwanese. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Yeah, I'm actually trying to learn Taiwanese、size. myself. <laughs> Perfect. I think the next podcast we could do it in Taiwanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I th- I think、um, with With bite-sized Taiwanese, they also have like、uh, an entire worksheet of like how to pronounce it and everything. But I think ultimately it comes down to like really listening to it. I think having words written down or phonetic. I think as a kid, I was listening, looking at like dictionaries, and it'll be like the phoneticization is like upside down e and everything. I was like, I don't know what these any of these mean. You know, schools never taught me what phoneticization is, so it never really helped me as much as just listening to it.、Um, so, yeah. 那你的台语字典是用什么网站或是用什么 APP 呢？可以给我们介绍一下吗？字典台语字典的话，其实就是上网去会去抓一下一个那台台语字典 A P P 那样子，然后后来就发现说，其实有时候看到那些字，其实也蛮难去了解的，这真的是要听到。像那个 A P P 上面有一个发音的时候，每一次按说要发音的时候，他就说哦，拍谁就是不能发音那样子，所以就觉得说，其实呃有时候会去网络上查，然后就是现在。发觉说，有可能台湾越来越多人想要学台语，所以这些这些资讯会比较多、比较广泛一点。可是就是还是还是要去找，我觉得最主要还是要用听的嘛。所以有时候就会听那个 Bite Size Taiwanese， 就是一个英文的 podcast 在教台语，然后他们自己也有一些呃列表出怎么发音什么之类的。可是我觉得你就算你看到怎么念，就是呃什么有台罗，还有那个呃。呃，英罗还是什么的，然后就是这些就算是写出来的，还是没办法去真的去听得到嘛，因为这些还是 rules， 没就这些规则没有学过，所以最重要还是就是听人家在讲的时候就说，哦，是原来是那样子，或者我们两个都不会字的时候，我就说，我就叫我女朋友说，哎，你去问你阿妈，然后就就就有人家讲的时候，其实可以学的更多，对吧？对啊。
Okay, so let's go back to OFT. You've been doing a number of different Facebook Live streams lately about a variety of different topics. Um, some of these have covered Taiwanese identity, about different history, just get a little overview. Can you talk a little bit about what inspires you and where you get your information? So um, the Facebook Live that we've been doing, uh, we've been doing this for about like six years already. You know, we've been going to different schools to do, you know, workshops and everything. But with the coronavirus that's been going around, um, the stay-at-home orders that's going around, we're thinking to use this opportunity to kind of do a more remote, you know, online kind of thing. A couple of months ago, I was invited to speak at the Taiwanese American Citizens League uh, convention, which is kind of the gathering of all the Taiwanese American professional or TAP chapters around the nation. And so we did a workshop with them about the different types of Taiwanese, sort of say, kind of understanding a little about their background. And they really enjoyed it. And so we actually collaborated originally working with the TAP San Diego chapter and then eventually getting every single chapter around the nation to help market this and, you know, also bring this up. And so that was our first Facebook Live. You know, we thought in the times that we are right now, people need to find something to do. Let's just do it online. We put an event out there. If anyone says, yeah, I, got, I have something to do, it'd be like, no, 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 you should be staying home. You, you know, you can't go anywhere, so you should just listen to this Facebook Live. That's kind of, you know, why we wanted to do Facebook Live. And in terms of, like, the information that's around it, a lot of, sometimes it's, you know, my personal experiences, but I think in this day and age, anecdotal information is, is dangerous. So a lot of times I'm trying to do the research. Uh, a lot of times, honestly, it's from Wikipedia, but sometimes the English Wikipedia is not as good as the Mandarin version of it. So I'd have to switch over to read the Mandarin version. But I would have to attribute a lot of the information to a program in Taiwan. It's called um, Taiwan Yi. I think it's called Taiwan Stories or Taiwan Tales, one of those in English. And so the this is a program that I used to watch sometimes back at home in Taiwan. It would package these stories about Taiwan, whether it's about a person or an event, and then package them into like, you know, one hour long program. And it was very, very detailed. It's almost like a short documentary. Like if ever you wanted to read, watch like a Taiwanese documentary, you know, whatever in Mandarin, like that's the series that I recommend. And they have about like one, 200 episodes of it. And it's all on YouTube right now. So I'd actually get information from there. For example, most recently, the live show that we did was about why Taiwan is excluded from these international organizations, you know. And so there was actually one entire episode about Taiwan entering the United Nations and the exit of, of Taiwan from the United Nations, kind of the impact of it. And so I just watched the entire thing, you know. Um, it's all Mandarin, so it's really just ability to kind of read it, listen to it, and then extract information from it to be posted here. A lot of times the hardest part is getting footages that are more relevant that's not in Mandarin um, that is in English so sometimes just getting uh, I think at the end I just went on like AP Associated Press archives and just put some of those old videos up there and then if there's English that's great if there's not mute the sound and just do a voiceover myself and so that's kind of how we approached it. So Facebook events 让我们在美国出生长大的台湾人了解一下我们台湾的历史还有自我认同的这些题目那你的资料是怎么样找到的怎么收集然后怎么包装给我们分享所以其实像这种这种 
，呃，所以。一直以来都都会做这些，可是就想说，哎，现在既然大家都需要在居家隔离的，那不如就直接在在网络上这样做出来，这样比较有 remote。我觉得最大其实也是启发于差不多两三个月前，然后有去参加一个 Taiwanese American Citizens League， 他们说是呃台美公民公民协会，然后他们有在全美都有不同的 Taiwanese American professional， 就是算是工作人士的一个。青年台台美社团那样子，然后呃跟他们去做了个演讲，他们其实很喜欢，所以这次也是跟那个像他们的 San Diego 的 chapter 跟他们合作，然后推广这些。然后这个怎么去知道这些资讯的时候，其实很多都是怎么讲，有时候就是有点小作弊了。说真的，就是呃有时候是维维基百科会去又去查很多东西，可是也很多我觉得说我最喜欢看其实就是像。台湾演绎，它是一个台湾电视台那个名次，他们播出一个台湾演绎，然后他们已经播了一两百集了，然后他全部都在 YouTube 上面都是免费的，然后他们其实会把一个 topic， 把一个话题，把它呃有从头到尾的一些资讯，比如说最近有做一个关于台湾国际历史，然后他们其实有。一整个差不多一个小时的 program， 他一个小时的节目全部都在讲说台湾加入联合国跟离开联合国的这一段发生的过程，然后有很多不同的 interview、不同的采访什么的，然后就很很有用的，就是用这些来来学。可是可惜就是说他们整个 program 都是用中文来讲的，所以就是说我听完了后，然后把它摄取出来，然后把它变成英文给大家听，然后去把它有点像是呃整理一下，然后所以。我每次做这些 workshop， 一开始都会都跟大家讲说，就是有个算是个 disclaimer， 就讲说今天就是我们在演讲的时候，我们不是我们不是历史学家，我们不是记者，我们不是就是在各这各方面的专家，我们反而是就是希望是台美人都可以变成像我们一样，就是说可以多学学，毕竟是你 either 上维基百科学啊，上我们的网站学什么之类的，可就是可以学到了一点的话，就是可以秀出说，哎，呃，这是可以学到的东西。然后，所以就是以那边起点。I think the work you're doing is fantastic. So, you know,、Thanks. thank you for putting this all out there. I was texting you the other day, and I was like, well, you know, if I had found this earlier, like, if I had been behind you in school, like, I wouldn't have started this podcast at all.、Uh, no, but this is great. Can you talk a little bit more about the different topics you have done workshops on? Yeah, I think、uh, workshops. We've had a large variety of it. You know, when we first started, it was really out of the want about for people to learn more about the Taiwan situation, and a lot of times it's around the Taiwan-China relationship. And so, just so happened when we first started out, we actually started in March of twenty. It's been so long. Twenty thirteen, yeah, March of twenty thirteen, and just so happened it was a couple like two weeks before the sunflower movement in Taiwan. And so it kind of coincided there, and we were talking, getting people to understand about the sunflower movement in itself, and sometimes the cross-strait relationships. That's kind of where we started, but then we realized that we started focusing too much on the China-Taiwan relations.、Um, our tagline for our organization is, you know, Taiwan is more than bubble tea and night markets. But I think slowly we made it so that it was like we wanted. Really live up to it to be more than like Taiwan is more than bubble tea night markets and cross street relationship, and so we we started expanding a little bit more.、Uh, we got to a point where we started talking about too much、uh, overall, like you know, too much of a mosh posh of history, and we started you know focusing on certain topics. I think、uh, the most impressionable year that I had was probably 2016, and、uh, because when 2016 came around,、uh, Trump was elected, and we did a workshop with the、uh, Itasa Conference, an East Coast conference at, at NYU. 
And the topic that we talked about was U.S.-Taiwan-China relations. And it's kind of a little bit, like, we still repackage it a little bit, but it's a kind of iteration about, like, cross-street relationships and all that. And then after that, we we were talking with Brown University. And Brown was like, we're like, hey, we've done workshops with, the, with them before. And we're like, oh, like, what topic do you guys want to learn about? And, you know, I was expecting something around, like, you know, Trump's election, you know, how it would affect Taiwan-China relationship and stuff like that. But instead, they were like, oh, we want to learn about the LGBTQ movement in Taiwan. And I was a little bit, like, a little bit surprised. And I was like, oh, but there's, you know, Trump just got elected. You got to learn about that. They're like, no, we kind of, you already kind of talked about Taiwan-China relations. We want to learn about the LGBTQ. And I think at there, I was originally a little bit, like, reticent to do it because, you know, I kind of know about it on a very high level, but I didn't know about it enough. I wasn't an expert in this area. At the same time, it was a community that I didn't identify with. I understood them. I knew people who were, but like I didn't know. Like, I didn't want to misrepresent a community that I wasn't in. And so it was like just, I'm like, okay, let's, you know, you want to learn about it? Let's Let's do it. Um, so I did the research that was required. And I think that was maybe one of the most successful workshops that, that I did, for example. And so we usually work with different schools to figure out, like, what kind of topics do they want. Typically, the first workshop that I do with them is usually around Taiwan-China relations. Uh, second workshop could be something like LGBTQ movement. Uh, we've done a couple of workshops at conferences um, and talk, talk about the more general Taiwanese identity, for example. And then, so, and then like, the live stream we've been talking about, like, breaking down what, what does it mean to be Taiwanese, for example, or why is Taiwan ostracized from these international organizations. So... Uh, really just working with people to go like, what do you guys want to learn? And sometimes that's the best way even for myself to learn more about Taiwan because it forces me to go into a topic that I might know a little bit about, but not as much. And so really any topic. So if anyone's listening, they're like, ah, oh, I wish you guys talked about this. But like, yeah, please just pop it over to us. And, you know, we, we do want to talk about it. I think you do these things very So thank 那你可不可以介绍一下你们讲的不同的话题跟题目吗？呃，所以就是讲说，来不同的话题的话，其实很多都是跟不同的组织，像学生组织，跟他们学一下，跟他们问他们说，哎，你们想要学关于台湾的什么东西？一开始的时候很注重于呃，就是两岸关系跟中国两岸关系。刚好我们开始是是二零一三年的三月的时候，然后刚好是在呃我们创这个组织的时候是在。是在太阳花学院前一两个礼拜，然后就刚好发生这件事情，然后就开始讲，就太阳花学院啊，有人讲台湾关系，台湾中国的关系，然后慢慢的后来话题又是在讲，一直在讲两岸关系，然后我们的我们其实我们的那个组织的就是 tagline 就是会讲说，哦，台湾不只是呃珍珠奶茶跟夜市，可我们突然想，哎，我们应该要扩展，因为有时候我们就讲台湾就只会讲。珍珠奶茶夜市，然后跟两岸关系，所以我们想说要多讲一下其他的话题。然后，所以我们 workshop 的话会讲一些，就是我印象最深刻应该是二零一六年的时候，我们那时候川普当在美国刚刚当选，然后就我们在纽约有做了一个 workshop 是关于台美中关系。然后后来跟布朗大学跟他们要做做另外一个 workshop 的时候，他们就我问说：“哎，那你们想学什么？想听关于什么话题？”他们就说：“哦，我们想听多于那个关于。”同志婚姻在台湾有同志婚姻的运动史，我那时候有点怕讲这个话题，因为有点略懂，可是又没有说非常深入，然后自己也不想要
misrepresent， 就是错误的代表另外一个团体那样子。所以我就说，哎，那川普刚当选，有没有学关于台美中关系？他说，那那你们上次已经讲过，我想多多一些人像同志婚姻史那样运动史。然后我就说，其实我说 ，OK， 好吧，那那就我就要花点多点时间去学一下。然后学完了后，其实然后会找一些专家，然后后来又找了一个。我在纽约认识的一个，算是他是一个，他自己是是同志，然后他也在教书那样子，所以就是找他进来，就是做一个小采访，跟他们可以学生可以问他问题之类的。然后就是这种话题就发现，就是说慢慢的，他们这些话题他们提出来的时候，其实也是让我多学了一点。然后有时候也是把一些比较台湾的话题，把它不同。用不同的包装，像最近做一些 Facebook Live， 讲说关于像台湾人到底是怎么样的，然后讲一下关于呃原住民族啊，一些台湾呃汉人的历史啊，或者说新移民这些的，然后都会讲到。然后最近也是有讲说，因为冠状病毒，因为呃武汉肺炎这些，就是会讲说，哎，那台湾为什么不在卫生组织？为什么不在 WHO？ 为什么不在联合国？然后让大家多了解一下这。背后的看到这些小历史，然后让大家多了解一点，所以很多都是都是在听众想要听的是什么，然后我就会去去讲啊。我们网上上有些会有其他的比较像文化性的东西啊，也会写像鬼门开的那 Ghost Month 啊，也会也会讲一下，就不同的习俗都会讲一下。所以如果听众有时候有这种说，哎，呃 ，Whether it's 我想要学关于台湾这个的话，也让我们知道。然后假如说呃有听台湾人在听的话，来说，哎，我你可以讲台湾的这一点的话，其实也是让我们知道，然后我们就可以会加把劲，然后就把这些写出来，然后做一些 workshop 那样子。那你有没有想反个方向，把美国华裔的这些文化特色跟感想带到台湾，跟大家分享？哦，对啊，其实这有的时候会放一点，所以我们之前有做一些 video interview， 然后这些 interview 很多都是在 interview 一些台美，算是台美领袖吧。然后以前做过，然后最近比较没有在做，可是还是我觉得说一些台美的的故事其实也是蛮有趣的。当然，呃，你讲到台台美人，其实在美国以来历史还是比较短一点，因为台湾人移民到美国，其实大部分都是在。呃，七八九零年代比较多一点，呃，所以历史还是比较短。有机会的话，是想要把一些台美故事把它放出来。其实我觉得最近也有很多台美人做做的事情也是很很值得，就是像呃，台湾 diaspora 像这种 podcast， 或者像 bystays 台湾的这种，其实很多不同的故事，然后也是应该要 share 一下。So have you thought about reversing this and taking Taiwanese American history and doing workshops in Taiwan for the audience there? So like yeah, like Taiwanese American stories. It's something that we definitely want to share too. Like、uh, when we first started out, we actually did a couple of interviews with、um, some leaders, of, you know, in the Taiwanese American community, presidents of like the intercollegiate Taiwanese American Student Association, or we would have like interviews with Taiwanese Americans that's in the activism space and and whatnot. And so this is stuff that we did want to talk about to kind of bring up Taiwanese people when they immigrate to the states. You know, it's relatively young history、um, as opposed to other Asian Americans. Most Taiwanese people emigrated in the Um, late seventies, eighties, and nineties. You know, so their history is a little bit different. There is a lot that unpacks from there as well, too. And so, especially nowadays, as you know, we're starting to hit the 
third generation of Taiwanese Americans, there is more of a story there. And a lot of, you know, second, third generations are doing more with, you know, what they can, you know, whether it's a podcast like, you know, Taiwanese Diaspora or Bicest Taiwanese, or there's different shows that's going on now. So these are definitely stories that we do want to highlight as well, too. Uh, I've done a couple of workshops myself with uh, organizations here about, you know, what does it mean to be, like, what's the Taiwanese American experience as well, too. So get them to understand, you know, about the Taiwanese Americans and hopefully for them to learn about, you know, how to connect with people who are born and raised in America, too. So definitely stories we want to talk about. So if there's any stories out there, please submit them, email us, let us know. <laughs> this is great. What else do you want to highlight before we sign off? Um, I think we kind of touched about just a little bit. Um, I think a lot of times people ask, like, oh, like, Taiwanese Americans, why they should learn about Taiwan. There's always that answer of, like, oh, freedom, democracy, it's your heritage. And I think that answer is great, but at the same time, it's kind of useless because people don't care about that on a day-to-day basis, you know, and trying to figure out a better reason as to why they should care. Like, that's really where we do our workshops around, you know. It's not, it's not a history lesson of, like, here's... 400-year history of Taiwan, here's, you know, however long history of Taiwan-China relations, but rather gain them to actually care. And I think a lot of times when Taiwanese people talk about Taiwan, they just go like, you're Taiwanese-American, how can you not know about Taiwan? And then here's, here's the blue and green, you know, the, the DPP and KMT fighting in Taiwan, and the China's doing this, 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 you know. And then people are like, I, I don't care, I don't know enough to hear about all this. But it's really just getting them, you know, like we started talking about specific topics I think the LGBTQ workshop was kind of the first um, foreway into like understanding about this. I was wondering like, like why do why do they care so much about something that's so specific in Taiwan? And I realized that during that time there was still a lot of talks about you know same sex marriage. I think it already passed the Supreme Court at that time, but uh, in in the states, but people were like thinking you know in the states LGBTQ same sex marriage is a lot of times stopped by hardcore Christian values and everything. That's the reason why it's not, it wasn't legal before. But in Taiwan, it's not a very Christian country. Why does it still happen? You know, kind of understanding from that point of view. And so I realized that they cared a lot about topics that are, they care about in the States, but, you know, put in Taiwan. Even something like, for example, the Robert E. Lee statue a couple of years ago in Charlottesville. It was talking about, you know, removing Robert E. Lee statue because it represented oppression, slavery, and there were people, they were like, no, 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 you got to keep it up. It's part of our history. We're proud, you know, of him, blah, blah, blah. And I was listening to the story and I was like, wait, that sounds very familiar to a story that I know in Taiwan. And that's the Shanghai Shek statues. You know, there's a lot of people saying like, he represents the white terror, represents the martial law, oppression upon Taiwanese people. Why are we memorializing or commemorating him? We should take him down. And yet there's people going like, no, 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 he is like part of our history. He's very important to what Taiwan has become. And he, Building that connection through something that Americans care about. So, you know, I can bring something like, oh, about the Robert E. Lee statue. They can, oh, yeah, yeah, I completely understand, you know, civil rights. That's why they should take him down. And then using that as a way to kind of talk about, you know, not pushing for or against anything, but really just going like, this is a situation that's happening in Taiwan as well, too. Why is it happening? Why does one side want to take it down? Why does the other side want to keep it up? Um, And, you know, using that as a way to talk about even transitional justice, you know, and how all that's done. It's definitely something that is quite interesting. Uh, I, I realized that that was just the answer to a question that you can probably no, record great. a little yeah. later. Um, I, I can do that in Mandarin yeah, as well, too. Yeah. Just to share with you, 
讲这些话题。我觉得很长，台湾人就是看到台北人讲说：“哦，你是台湾的后代的二三代，你们怎么可以不了解台湾呢？”然后开始讲一些啊、哦，国民党、民进党的斗争啊，或者说中国怎么这样、这样、这样子。然后台北人讲说：“我我什么都不知道，你就是没办法去了解。”然后我觉得说台湾人了解台湾，因为这是我们的家，所以比较会有那个想要了解的的意意愿。可是你当你跟台美人，或者说你别讲台美人，跟美国人在讲的时候，就是说你要了解说他们他们 care 他们关心的是什么点，然后从那边从那边开始就琢磨说，哎，可以关于台湾的东西，就比如说。之前在美国有发生，就是有一个同乡，就是 Robert E. Lee， 他是这是美国内战里面的那个南南方的那个 Confederate 的将军，然后他们就想要把他的同乡拆拆下来，然后一边就想说，哦，他拆下，因为他是他代表就是奴隶，他代表就是压制黑人什么之类的，然后另外一边就讲说，哎，没有你你他同乡要要继续留在那边，因为他是我们历史很重要的一个人物，然后在我们这边我们这南方这边很很重要的精神领袖什么之类的。然后听到这个故事的时候，我就发现说，哎，其实这个故事跟台湾的蒋公铜像其实很类似。那台湾也是讲说，哦，呃，蒋公就是代表二二八，代代表那个呃白色恐怖压制那些。可是，在同时有另外一边就讲说，哎，可他是我们历史性的重要人物，我们还是要要留在那一边。然后我觉得说，就是假如说你今天可以开始就讲说蒋公怎么样怎么怎么样好坏什么的，没有人 care。然后他们讲说，哦哦 ，OK， like。你在讲那一点蛮有趣的，可是我没有 care 那么多。可是突然间，如果你把美国他们懂的这一块先讲了后，然后连接到台湾的时候，突然间他们说有另外一个 connection 在那边，另外一个关心的点，然后就用这个去了解。呃，我常很常跟很多台湾人就讲说，哎，很美国很爱聊健保。就 healthcare 健保的很爱聊，然后他们有时候会讲说，哦，你看加拿大做多好，或者说北欧他们做多好，然后我就说，哎，奇怪，我们是台湾人，为什么我们不讲台湾的健保？哦，当然台湾健保很长，网络上都会讲说，哦，全世界第一健保多好多好的，可是，在同时，台湾健保也有就是黑暗的一面。像在美国这边就有 Republicans 跟 Democrats， 有些人是要健保，有些不要健保。然后要健保，他们很多讲哦，台湾健保就是支持健保的。可是我觉得说，其实假如说你不支持健保的话，其实你可以拿台湾来讲，因为台湾健保非常好，很便宜，很快可以去看病。可是同时，因为这样子，政府其实亏了很多钱。然后不只是这样子，有的时候品质，因为医院都是私人营营的，所以就是变成说，他们有的时候会降低成本。然后就会给有可能医生一些比较烂的手套啊，或者说医护人员就是比较少，然后被 overwork， 然后加班什么之类的。所以其实呃也是有黑暗的一面。可是就是说可以拿台湾的一些知识来带到美国的话题，他们比较 care about 的这些话题，然后给他们另外一个方面去了解。然后突然间了解台湾不只是因为民族啊，因为是我爸妈、阿公阿妈的的历史什么的之类的。而了解台湾变成说是一个在社会上可以利用到的一一个话题，有时候就是跟同事会聊什么话题 ，discuss 什么话题的时候，就是说，哎、欸，哦，你们在讲加拿大健保，讲北欧健保，哎、欸。我是台湾人，我可以讲一下关于台湾的健保，让他们多了解一下。就突然间在就是工作上，或者说跟朋友之间，突然间就是呃，可以带带给这个 discussion 这个话题有另外一个方面的思考那样子。所以我觉得以那边着点是非常非常重要的一一个思考模式了。呃，就是以 audience 为主，然后以这样听众为什么想要学关于台湾，这个非常非常重要。
That's so good. Can't wait to see what else you're putting out. What is the best way for audience members to follow you and to support the work that you're doing with Up Taiwan? Yeah, so our website first. Uh, we have a website, www.oftaiwan.org. And our Facebook is also facebook.com slash oftaiwan.org. I think these two are some of the best resources. Um, our website is, it is more static. Um, there is information there. There's also a big, about like basic information about Taiwan. There is a button there to sign up for a newsletter um, where we do send out one newsletter every month to kind of talk a little bit about uh, some stuff that's going on in Taiwan, you know, get a more personal voice to it. Our information on our website is a little bit more like static. It's a little bit like this is, kind of history or information about something. And then our Facebook of Taiwan.org, you know, we we have a post, one post, at least one post every day to kind of give information about Taiwan. The posts are always in English. You know, we kind of try to give a little bit more context to any like current events that's going on as well too. We've been having a lot of um, events online as well too. So hopefully joining us because of what things are going right now, we're actually promoting a movie night every Saturday 9 p.m. East Coast time, you know, that'd be 6 p.m. on West Coast. Um, and just joining us on a, on, on a Discord server where we just, like, stream a movie we'd all watch together and then maybe have a small discussion uh, around that. So that's every week as well, too. So our Facebook for any events and our website for any information. OFTaiwan.org. Actually,有很多资讯关于台湾，然后在同时，我们的Facebook啊，也是一样，Facebook.com/slash/OFTaiwan的资讯啊，然后也都是新闻报道，现在发生的时事之类的。然后我们也会给一些比较背景的资料，
大家都要居家隔离到家里，所以我们也是慢慢的有一些网络上的资讯，像我们呃最近有可能试着拍多一点影片，最近有做个 Facebook Live， 然后讲关于什么是台湾人，然后不同台湾族群的一些背景。然后那个整个 Facebook Live 差不多一个小时，然后所以是希望说把它变成比较短一点的影片，有可能三到五分钟之类的。所以如果你在我们 Facebook page 按赞的时候，就应该就可以 follow 一下，然后应该可以看到我们 PO 的这些影片。然后我我们现在每个礼拜六晚上在美国也会，大家就是邀大家一起来看个台湾电影或者台湾影集之类的。然后也是希望说这些影集现在大家。待在家里都看很多很多电视，很多 Netflix 之类的，然后希望是可以多看一些，然后写关于一些那种 shows 或者一些电影，然后如果有有兴趣的人的话，就想说，哎，我想多看一下台湾的媒体的话，那可以去看哪一些，然后就是多介绍一些，所以是也是希望大家呃应该会写一些小报道出来。Thanks, Eric. This was awesome. 谢谢。谢谢。And that's it for today. Please send me a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at t w d i a s p o r a, or shoot me an email. It's hello at taiwanesediaspora dot com. And if you or other people you know have stories that they'd like to share on this podcast, please send them my way as well. All right. See you next time.